this year, Rosh Hashanah, the first day, falls out on Shabbos. And uh, there is a famous uh, you know, halacha that when Rosh Hashanah falls out, on the first day falls out on Shabbos, we don't blow the shofar. So let's talk about the, uh, the Makors for this and see a very interesting discussion. So the, the Mishnah mentions it on in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, it tells us that Rosh Hashanah falls out on, on uh, Shabbos. In the Mikdash, they would blow the shofar, but not in the province, in the Medina. In the Medina throughout Eretz no, only in the Mikdash, though. But after Mishachar of the Beis HaMikdash, after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, Rabbi Yechon Ben Zakkai, who, who was known to make many Takanas post the Chorban Abayis, after the destruction of the Temple. So here he made a very famous Takana that you can blow the shofar in any place where you're in the present Shiesh Boy Beit Din. That if there's a Beit Din, you could blow it. The Gemara goes on to, uh, then the Mishnah then goes, well, what type of Beit Din? So Rabbi Lazar says, oh, Rabbi Yochanan only meant in Yavna, meaning because that was like an uh, established chashev, an important Beit Din, right? The, the Gemara goes on to uh, also discuss this. And really, it brings up the following question. What's already the problem to blow the shefer on Shabbos? What, what is it, Malacha? Are we doing one of the 39 uh, works on, on Shabbos? No. What could be the problem? It seems that the only problem is because of uved in the chol, that it's, it's like some sort of, uh, you know, mundane activity. Like if you're blowing, uh, I don't know, like some, some, something similar to like a flute or something. It's like mundane in, 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 in this, that it makes music or so, but it's not, there's no malacha involved. So the question is, how can it be that we have a mitzvah in a Torah to blow the shofar, at least on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, it's a mitzvah in a Torah. How can we override that and say, well, but Shabbos is on the first day, so we're not going to blow the shofar. How can we lose out such an important mitzvah just because of, uh, you know, a small issa or something, which is not even a flat-out violation of the Rabbanin. It's just a, it's a mundane, it's uved in the chol, to blow the shofar. It's like a mundane activity, so we're going to miss a mitzvah from the Torah. So the Gemara goes on to say that really the concern is that since blowing the shofar is a requirement that everyone needs to do, everybody wants to hear and needs to hear the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. But not everybody is so expert in, um, in, in blowing the shofar properly. So what's going to happen? On that page, it says, it's uh, from, the, from Rabbah, from the Moir from the Rabbah, that not everyone is, is bucky. And everyone's going to uh, an expert, and they're going to come, and they're going to bring the shofar, carrying it in a place where there's no eruv, and then where they're not allowed to carry on Shabbos. They're going to bring it to someone on Shabbos itself to learn properly how to blow it. And they're going to violate potentially an isr from the Torah of carrying four amas in a public domain. And this is codified in Shochanach, this reason, um, in Simon Tavkov Pei Ches, and it's also in Shochanach of the Alter Rebbe in Sif Dalit. So, in other words, that really it's not even a, a shulis, it's not even a real rabbinical violation. But we're not allowed to blow the shofar because, because of this concern that we maybe we'll carry it in a shusaram. Now, the Rishonim discuss can we blow a shofar in the presence of a bastin? Because the Gemara said, yeah, you can blow the shofar in the presence of a bastin, as, as 
when Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai made an enactment that wherever you have a basin, you can blow the shofar on Shabbos. So the riff, the riff says at the Ran, one of the Rishonim, brings down and testifies that in the basin of the riff, Rabbeinu Alfasi, he blew the shofar on Shabbos in front of his basin because they were a set basin. Now, when did the riff live? The riff was already way past the Talmud, uh, when the Talmud was completed. Rabbi Al-Fasi lived in Algeria, um, Fez in Algeria, and around the times, you know, after the, after thousand, after uh, uh, the 10th, 11th century, uh, the 11th century, so, uh, of the common era. So therefore, certainly, it seemed that if, if that would be the case, maybe it would be allowed. Um, the Rambam holds that you need two criteria here in order to be able to blow the shofar on Shabbos. The Rambam says you need to have basically a basting kavua, a set basting, which is possible that you have that potentially today as well. But in addition to that, you also need smuchin. You need that the people of the Beit didn't have an unbroken chain of smicha from Moshe Rabbeinu. And that is what we don't have today. In other words, we, 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 we've had a certain break of the chain of the smicha that was given over from Moshe Rabbeinu from person to person. And that today, the smicha that we have is not a... Uh, it's like a, a smicha which commemorates the smicha that took place from times of Moshe Rabbeinu, but it's not the official... Uh, same smicha. However, the rifts said that they blew the shofar on Shabbos in the basin of the rift. So it seemed that according to the riff, he had some, either he had a smicha or a different opinion about how you interpret what it means to blow the shofar in front of a basin. Bottom line is that always the accepted approach was more or less like the Rambam and all the other uh, Rishonim that we just don't blow the shofar because the basins of today don't have that status. In the year Tafresh Samachay and Tafresh Samachva, which I believe is corresponding 1905, 1905, 1906, so in Yerushalayim, you had a very, very great Rabbanim there. And there was a rabbi named Rabbi Kiva Yosef Schlesinger, and he wanted to make that they could blow the shofar on Shabbos, he also, he basically said that they did surveys and checkings that in the years that they blew the shofar, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, so those were good, strong years, and years where you didn't blow the shofar on Shabbos, I mean, they didn't blow the shofar on the first day of Rosh Hashanah because it falls out on Shabbos, those were harder years. And he felt the importance that they should blow the shofar on Shabbos. It brings more bracha for the whole year. And he uh, gathered other rabbonim and, 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 and said that if we can blow a shofar in a Beisach Nessus, which is close to the Iratika, which is close to the, the Kaisal Maravi and the, the, the Iratika and stuff, and we can have the based in Sfaradi, because in Yushalayim for all the years, even before the establishment of the State of Israel and all that, and they, they already had, you know, they had a set based in there. Sfaradi based in an Ashkenazi based in the times of Shmuel Salant and, and after. So they were, he, he, he made a, he got rabbis to support that they should blow the shofar on Shabbos. 
and uh, they, and of course there was a big backlash uh, at the same time from many who opposed it. And it's interesting that there was uh, the Steichemid who supported the Rav Schlesinger's uh, idea of making a blowing the Shefer on Shabbos if you would have a real set bezdin. However, at the end, the cons- the uh, you know the conclusion of the the leading poskim was to reject this suggestion of Rav Schlesinger and not to allow blowing sure we don't have a set bezdin, we don't have a bezdin which has an unbroken smicha chain. This was uh, Reb Zonenfeld. Uh, he was, of course, leading that, 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 uh, the, this argument. And, of course, his approach was the accepted one, that today we don't have a bezdin that we can really blow the shefer on Shabbos. And that's the halacha today, we don't blow the shefer on Rosh Hashanah, if it falls out on Shabbos, even with a set, with any bezin. Now, I'll just conclude, there's an interesting letter from the Lubavitch Rebbe, in which he explains that when Shabbos falls out on Rosh Hashanah, you really don't need, according to Hasidus, how he explains it, you don't need the idea of blowing the shofar. Why? Because the theme of blowing the shofar is that you are mouncing, that's ultimately what we're doing. We're saying that Hashem is our king. Pointing Hashem as our king. And therefore, that's also the theme of Shabbos. We don't work on Shabbos. We don't do Malacha. It's a day which is Yom Anuch only for Hashem. A day of rest for Hashem. So ultimately, us uh, keeping Shabbos is the same spiritual accomplishment of what we do when we blow the shofar on uh, on Rosh Hashanah. By the way, the Gemara that I mentioned and uh, mentions over there that it brings um, clearly psukim to show that there will be occasions when we don't blow the shofar on Shabbos. Because in one place it says Shabbosin uh, Zichron Trua, which means in the day of a remembrance of the blowing of the shofar. And another pasuk it says Yom Trua Yilchem a day of blowing. So the Gemara itself says, "Oh, what does this mean?" One is referring to the idea of remembering the blowing of the Shabbos, that's when it's Shabbos, because we won't actually blow it. The other one, Yom Trua, a day of blowing, is when it falls out on Shabbos. So you see that, you know, also, you know, the, the theme exists. And the Rebbe says that on Rosh Hashanah, when it falls out on Shabbos, we're accomplishing the theme of blowing the Shofar spiritually when we keep the Shabbos properly. A good yar for everyone. Shana Teva Masukah.